0: which includes all the podcast video content and supplemental screen shares. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes. With that being said, I'm your host, David, AKA Reverse Long, and this is the Friendly Bear Podcast. Let's dive in. All right, what's up, guys? So I'm here at the Bonaventure Hotel across the street from my old office building, the one that I always talk about where I had the shared office space. That's the building right behind me. And I was on the 18th floor there studying stocks like crazy. You know, I would spend countless nights. The subway was closed after 1 a.m. The subway closes, the subway train. And uh, that was what I was using to get home to Koreatown, like two miles uh, west, Koreatown. And uh, so I would stay in there. The subway opened at 4 a.m. but then the stock market opened at 6.30 a.m. So it's like... Many nights it's just like God, I didn't even see home, you know. And I was uh, this is that office space, man. The 18th floor, a lot of nights there, you know. This is 2019, 2020, early 2020. Ah, uh, man, it's just insane. That's where I, I shaved my head bald in the in the in the restroom there when the pandemic happened. And yeah, eventually I moved over to the U.S. Bank Tower about a block that way, and I live like two blocks next to it. So this whole area has a lot of memories, man. But yeah, I was grinding there, and I used to come to this courtyard at the Bonaventure. It's an outdoor courtyard. They have, like, a pool right there. And I used to come here and, like, stare at the building while I'm listening to audiobooks or something. And i will be like, oh, what floor am I in? Like, which floor is it? And I would count 18, and i am like, oh, okay, that's where I'm at. And then I would look at, from the, over there, I would take breaks in the office and stare down. Um, and, be, you know, take a break from studying. But I was just in there so much. But yeah, you know, it's just um, the trading journey. When you, when you come up from the bottom and grind all the way, you know, it's just, it's uh, it's different than uh, if it's just uh, an easier path. If you start, I don't know, just born rich or something. But, um yeah, I just wanted to see, okay, it's so over here, When I'm trying to think. Whenever I come over to this area, right now it's late at night, by the way. Uh, The pre-market opens at 1 a.m. It's around midnight, almost midnight right now. So I'm doing like a quick podcast before I go back home, which is like just a couple blocks, go shower and then come back for the pre-market at 1 a.m. So on Mondays, I like to do the pre-market because like, you know, I don't want to be over antsy to trade because a lot of times Mondays, you know, you didn't trade all weekend and then you're rushing into trade. The, the, the human element comes in, you know, no matter how much discipline you have or whatever, it's just you're a human being. So it's like, I don't want to make a open myself up to make open that tiny window, that sliver of a mistake, you know, so that's unnecessary. Just by be, because the day was Monday or they call the they used to call it moon day, moon day, you know, so because I was antsy to trade. So the pre-market helped slow me down. So like there's pre-market has been pretty dead lately. So, like, I'll just, like, work on other things all throughout the night. The pre- So, 1 a.m. to 5 a.m., maybe one thing shows up and, like, I just trade a small size. But, like, I like uh, to be, to get myself in tune for the market. You kind of, like, warmed up, you know? So, like, being up in the pre-market, my process, I get to see, like, what's hot, what the overall stock market is doing, what's popping up, what has news What people are saying so like that whole period of quiet time in the pre-market. I get to like catch up to things. And I'm super productive with other things as well, like podcasts, emails, reaching out to people, Um, private podcasts for the subscribers. By the way, I'm going to be doing I'm getting the hang of this thing. So it's going to get a lot busier because now I have the hang of it. You know, I got the tripod, the camera and uh, the clock right there. And it's like it gets easier, you know. And I got this mic on my on my jacket. You can't see it, but like I got the hang of it now. So that's the whole thing. You get the hang of it, and you just keep doing them. So I remember like when I was in Puerto Rico, and I would do like a book review in the in the in the room of trade space, the uh, like the living room area, whatever you want to call it, the communal area. And I would do it from my Surface Pro tablet and connect the mic, and it was just a mess. And it took me like all night to get like one thing going. Now I can just do everything on the iPhone, pop it right here. Now I got a whole system for this. And this is fun now. Like I'm doing it right before I go shower and, and go to the pre-market. I just came from the grocery store, went grocery shopping, put myself down in my apartment. I was like, you know what, let me, let me do a podcast. I feel like, you know, going to that, visit that area I used to hang out at late at night when I had no money. I couldn't even really trade. Let's say I'm stuck in a PDT trade swinging it and like I'm up in the pre-market anyway because I used to do a lot of all nighter studying and uh, you know I used to come out go outside and you know I'll be stuck downtown because the subway was uh was closed and I'll just be out here just studying you know through podcasts audio book, whatever the case may be and then I'll go back inside study all night you know that's that was the beauty about having that communal uh that shared office space was that nobody was, there. it's a shared office space, but there was a 24 hour access to it. And nobody there is there at night. So basically, you know, if there, I had it all to myself. And they even had like booths and like really comfortable couches. I can read all night. I felt like I was in architecture school all over again, like in, in college, grad school, doing all this research, going full mad scientists. And you know, I haven't really heard of anyone doing that. You know, trading is so hard and everybody's trying to trade, but, like, no one really goes super hardcore. Like, I never heard of someone renting out an office space for 300 bucks a month and, like, pumping out, like, 20 hours. I hate the word pump, by the way, but, like, putting in, like, 20 hours and just going full mad scientist. I've heard of uh, some stories, some hardcore stories, different versions, but I never heard of that one. And um, I think that's something that anyone can do, really, man. You know, you just rent one of these office space, a shared office space, and just go ham, you know? Go ham, you know? Make make it happen. I don't know. People People don't do that, you know? The same thing with trade space in Puerto Rico. Why, why doesn't anybody just take a year out of their life, if they really want to trade, and just spend a year there? Spend a year in trade space, you know? It's, what, $10,000? Just put it down. You can even, like, Take out a loan and put $10,000. I tell that to people all the time. They're like, what? Oh my God, he's saying put $10,000 down for a loan. Oh shit, put it on the credit card. Oh my God. What the fuck do you do with school? You take out a, uh, trust me, I know student loans. You take out a loan, you go go to school, you go to the dormitory. You know what I mean? So what? what? It doesn't make any sense. So you want to be a trader and you think it's just going to come to you? You think you're the exception? Who are you to think that you're the exception? It's like, I went over this in the last podcast. Most people think they're going to make money in month three, month four, month six. They feel down after four or five months. It's like, oh, man, I'm not making any money. Uh. This, is the, this is the natural behavior of human beings, and which is why so many of them fail. Because everybody has these feelings and everybody thinks they're the exception. It doesn't make any sense. If everybody thinks they're the exception, you're not the exception. This is what it is. You're not the exception. The exception is grind mode. Who grinds 20 hours a day? I know nobody in there was doing that. Nobody in there was doing it. Even all these startups that people were doing, I didn't see them grinding like I did. If you have a startup, I would imagine you want to be like Jeff Bezos early on the Amazon days when you see him in that office, that massive computer with the Amazon uh, the banner in the background, spray painted. He's grinding. You can tell he's grinding. Look at his face. You know what I mean? Look at um, Elon Musk. Elon Musk was grinding. He even says, like, you know, him and his brother alternated while they coded, and they would go shower at the YMCA. That's grinding. By the way, I did that. When I moved to the U.S. Bank Tower, I had the same situation, except over there, I had a private office, a very small private office. And I still have it. I still have it. It's crazy. And um, the YMCA is right behind. So for a period of time during COVID, all the gyms shut down but they had the ymca open for showers so i would go there and shower and i reminded myself of the elon musk story i was like wow so elon musk did this with his brother and that's where they they created paypal and they created paypal and got the nest egg from when they sold paypal they took the profits from that and bought another company tesla and and spacex and you know all that and it grinded so like it was a when I, when I go over these stories of successful entrepreneurs, it's, it's like, you know, there's such a small percentage of them actually do that, you know? So, and a small percentage of people are successful. So what are you gonna do to be successful, you know? Um, I know for me, I, I still have it in that US bank tower, my office, uh, the painting of Hernan Cortez burning the boats. So when I came over here to 18th floor, And I shaved my head bald and I went in that office and spent countless hours in there for a whole year. There was no dating life. There was no social life. And COVID hit. Uh, Yeah, COVID hit 2020. I was there for like six, seven months before that. Hardcore. And then COVID hit. And I even had to, oh, it's like made life even harder because everything's closed. And the subway station closes earlier. Some days it closed for good. Some days the office closed for good. It was a disaster. But... At the same time, that was, so out of all that disaster and chaos, the market presented itself the best opportunity. So I had to be really like, you got to be like a stoic, you know, uh, whenever you're starting like a new, an entrepreneur route, you know, I go over this before, like, when you're an entrepreneur, you really got to be a stoic, man. You're going to face a lot of ups and downs, and it's how you deal with those downs that gives you the character to move forward, you know what I mean? So. Those hard times, man, I think about them a lot, even to this day when life is a lot different. That's why, like, for, I, I, you know, downtown L.A., I don't I don't plan on being here for forever. But like this is this is like I never lose sight of like how the grind was, how hard it was and the vision I had, the beginning, the vision of being successful and following the right uh Examples of entrepreneurs and people that I looked up to as mentors online. Um, everything, man, all those times walking. Even now, I still do it. It's just like back then I had that vision and I, and like, I, I, I saw it and I spoke it into, into reality. You know, you, you believe it. Like I, I saw Conor McGregor, he said, if you, if you believe it and you have the courage to speak it, it will happen. And that's that's 100 percent, man. That's 100 percent. So if you really if you really believe it and then you speak it, that's even that's even uh, next level. That's it's going to happen. And that's one thing with the with me being vocal about things and like me truly believing it and speaking it. It happens. And like these days, it's, it's um, I have a lot more uh, depth and like a lot more track record of things. So it's easier. But the beginning when you don't have a track record. When I'm like grinding in the office and I'm completely broke and I'm switching careers and like no one believes, I I don't have a track record. So it's like you really got to grind and believe in yourself and have that vision, you know, and I, I had that. I had that. And I would, even though everyone didn't believe in me, everyone, oh, by the way, right behind me, that whole yellow line, that's Gensler. It's a number one architecture firm. It's the biggest architecture firm in the world. And that was all lined up with desks and computers and all these architects. They're the largest firm in the world. One of their largest offices is here in L.A. And I had a lot of my colleagues from architecture school there. They all worked there. <laughs> and I was on, so, like, I would run into them, and they'll be like, hey, David, how's it going? And I'll be like, the bald head, bald head, shaved head. And I'll run into them, like, and I know in their head, they're like, man, this," and I'll tell them, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm doing some some stuff with, uh." This, uh I'll try to sound smart, you know, like with the financial markets, I'm studying, you know, I'm getting into this hedge fund world stuff, just trying to sound. But like in reality, it was just, I was just being a trader. I'm just learning to trade. And uh, I know they they would judge. They would walk away and and judge. like, oh my God, David, like uh, this guy, what's he doing? Is he crazy? And, you know, now the firm is like, as you see, it's all empty. I don't know if you can see, it's all empty. And, uh, yeah, you know, I made the right decision for myself. And now I have a track record, you know? So now it's like I have a track record with myself. So anything I set out to do, you know, I'm very confident in my abilities to do it. I'm confident in myself, you know, so to get it done, to make it happen, you know? So that comes from just, like, executing. Have a plan, executing. Seizing opportunity, executing. You know, it's just... You say you're going to do something, you do it. You don't let people down. You know? You, you go above and beyond. You have high integrity, you have high character. You know So you, you do this, and in a short amount of time, just, man, three years, it's been only three years since I was in there grinding. Three years I changed my whole life. you know? You do all this, every day, every day. Look, um, I did three podcasts today. I went over trades today. I talked to my, my trader friends today in my Discord. I talked to other people. I know that my me engaging and talking about it is gonna help me get better. You know, um I'm going over audiobooks, listening to my favorite mentor, Patrick Bed David, just constantly, you know, he's rubbing off on me. I see I you know, and I'm just inspired by these guys that I follow for so long. I follow their whole story. And just um I'm just fired up, you know. I'm just getting started like with my whole new career that I've created from, from tr- with trading, but also now with podcasting, now with Macro driver. Now, by the way, oh yeah, today's Monday. So today is, uh, it's probably midnight by now. Yeah, it's midnight. So now it's Monday. So Monday midnight at 1 p.m. when the market closes, like 1.30, I got Tom Ellsworth from Valuetainment coming on the podcast. I'm gonna put that on Friendly Bear and I'll put clips of it on Macro... Macro driver. But, and then, an hour before that, I'm going to go to the Los Angeles Athletic Club to check out the conference rooms. Because uh, I plan on, you know, we're going to do an event in September. I'm shopping around for what conference rooms I should do. So, like, that is, and I haven't slept yet. Why well, should I took a nap earlier? So, like, I still got to trade pre-market. And I probably won't trade the regular hours. Or I'll probably sleep during the regular hours a few hours. Because I like, on Mondays, like I mentioned, I like to be up in the pre-market It kind of tires me out because when I'm tired, I know I don't place trades. So like during the regular hours, I can be slower to execute and I do that on purpose. You know, I don't want to be an active trader on a Monday. I'd rather just be doing other things and trading pre-market. That's the thing. So I traded pre-market for so long, it just comes natural to me. And I know I can can make a a solid living just by pre-market. You know, it's not going to be like super lucrative, but, you know, I can make enough. Or I can work on other things and be calm. Pre-market is like, is like super uh, stress-free for me at this point. It just comes from a lot of practice. But, um, but yeah, so I got a super busy day coming up. And like I, I love this. I love this. I, now I'm getting excited about these podcasts I'm doing. It's higher quality. The sound quality is better. I'm mobile. It's fun. It's not only Zoom. Zoom is cool. I got the Zoom thing down. Now I got the mobile thing down. Uh, started another podcast with Macro Driver. I can talk about all types of things on there, not just trading. So I made this fun for me, you know. So this is fun. Podcasting makes me happy. Reflecting makes me happy. Coming back over here and thinking about all those people that doubted me from architecture and their firm is, you know, things are competitive, you know what I mean? Their, their firm is uh, liquidated all, the, all their employees and I'm still here, man. Everybody was wrong. Everybody was wrong. So, you know, Family, friends, former colleagues, you know, they were wrong. They, they, you know, it's like most people that bet against me got proven wrong. And I, I like that. I'm like, it, it's a, a sense of accomplishment. You know what I mean? So that's the beauty about, like, being an entrepreneur, being a performance-based, you know, performance-driven, performance-results-driven person. It's like, you know... It's everything is on you. You, everything is on you. Do you want to, what do you want to do? How far do you want to take it? You know, everything is on you. So, and that's the beauty about trading also. You press the buttons. There's reasons why you did certain things. You got to figure it out. Um, But anyways, what else? What else? Yeah, I just, I just love visiting here, man. Today we did a, a, I did a photo shoot down there. Um... Yeah, I'll, I'll sum it up, the architecture about this. So, the, the, the Bonaventure, which is, this is the, the courtyard of the Bonaventure with the pool outside. It used to be called the Portofino. So, the architect was John Portman. John Portman was a developer architect. And uh, so, like, he wanted to make money, but he was also an architect. So, he, he had money, he was a developer, and he was an architect. So what he did was he created this cylindrical um, design over here. And in, back in the 60s, when everything was like, this was like a dystopia kind of thing. Um, you, nobody wanted to be on street level. So he created these cylinders, this, this building based on like cylinders, and the idea was to get lost in it. So there was no point of reference to nature or the outside. It was just all, you're stuck in this cylinder and, like, you don't know which direction is which because there's no reference to the outdoors. So, you just get lost in there. And the first five floors would be, like, a mall. And, you know, it had these cool elevators. I have photos coming out of the elevators. Like, it's, like, these tubes that go up and, like, it's all glass. It's really cool. It's actually, a, I'm looking at them right now. And they filmed a lot of movies here based on, like, the future. Like, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger filmed True Lies. I think they had, like, Total Recall and a couple... A lot of famous movies got filmed over here inside. But anyway, the inside failed. Uh, there's a lot of in- the first five floors. I mean, it was cool in the beginning, but now it's all like ghost town. It actually makes for really good photos. Um, the inside looks like it looks like you're in a in a movie, in a, like a space movie or something. But anyway, that's that's this building. And um, the top floor is a restaurant. It spins around and a very, very famous in the architecture world and the, the film industry. Very iconic, um, but yeah it didn't work out as far as like the first five floors getting lost in there but um but the idea of like a developer and an architect that always stuck with me okay, so it 's like okay, if I trade make a make a lot of money, I can be a developer of my own projects and design it, just like this guy, so like you know uh john port John Portman, and there's a few other architects like that, like in Miami, it was one of um Herzog and Demiron, this parking garage in South Beach that was a developer architect designed it and he hired a big name architect to stamp the papers and, you know, put the final touches on it, you know. So, yeah, it always stuck out with me. I, I went over Frank Gehry the other day. So, like, you see, so when I first started trading, I would talk about these things to myself. I, mean, I would think about it and then I would mention it and it sounded like ridiculous. Oh, this guy wants to do trading and then come back to architecture and that. But then, you know, you, you you develop a track record with yourself to, of getting things done. And then it's like, it becomes a no-brainer. It's like, duh, obviously, I'm an architect. I could do this. And, like, no one doubts me now. But I used to be very insecure about talking about that when I was in here grinding, you know. Because you just got to worry about doing one thing at a time. Getting profitable as a trader, you know. That's the number one goal. Get profitable. Grow accounts. Grow your net worth. You know, just... Uh, improve your life, improve your life, do whatever makes you happy, take care of everything you need to take care of, and just grow from there. You know what I mean? Just one thing at a time. But yeah, um, I'm going to go back now and go shower, and I'll be in the pre-market getting things done. If you're into the Friendly Bear Discord, get on that. Uh, sign up for Macro Driver. That's going to be really That's going to be a lot of stuff going on there. Uh, I got Crip Mac, you guys know who that is, it's ridiculous, but I got Crip Mac coming on Macro Driver tomorrow. That's going to be like insane. I don't even know what to expect with that. Crip Mac, like the gang, the Crips. Yeah, this guy, Crip Mac. Go- Google it. He's coming on the podcast. So yeah. So I got that. Um, I got the audio note logs that I do for the audio subscribers of the, the paid audio subscribers that I really enjoy. It's like talking to a bunch of friends on there. got the Friendly Bear YouTube subscribers is also really fun to do. I'm just having fun. I got Crypt Mac coming on Macro Jabber. I'm going to be doing a lot of Macro Jabber podcast monologues. I really am getting the hang of these monologues. Really fun to do with the simple mic setups. Um, and just, just uh, enjoying life, man. Enjoying life. I'm looking forward to traveling again pretty soon. I think it's about time to travel. I've, already, I've done so much this year. Insane. Now it's time to enjoy a little bit, you know, and um, and of course, keep improving trading. So, yeah. Anyways, guys, I'll see you later. That concludes today's episode. Make sure to like and subscribe to the channel on the platform you use. The Friendly Bear podcast is hosted by me, David, where you can find me on Twitter at reverse underscore long. You can find the Friendly Bear podcast at www.thefriendlybearpodcast.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, and now on YouTube at Friendly Bear Research. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Friendly Bear Podcast.